Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's a celebration for all sports fans and especially dads. Are you going to sing a song or something or can I just go back to work? Anything for you, Dad. I'm here with my dad and he wants me to sing him a song. So I'm here now, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. That was weird. Celebrating your dad and what dads mean to sports. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN, your home of the blues in St. Louis, Missouri. And as it is Dad's Week, we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and Blues Captain Ryan O'Reilly's dad, Brian O'Reilly, joins us. Brian, it is great to have you with us. Happy Father's Day week. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. We always uh, in- Go ahead. No, no. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to say we always enjoy having you on, and I wanted to know uh, about the pride that you must feel, not only in the fact that, and we've talked before about what a, a great man Ryan O'Reilly is and what a great athlete he is, but especially because you are involved in sports psychology, it's not easy to be a leader of men. And Ryan O'Reilly is, in addition to all the other things, he's a great leader of men, too. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say he's a pretty good guy. <laughs> I love him to death. He's, he's, he's an awesome person, and that's the main thing. Brian, one of the things that we know about your son is that he has an unrelenting work ethic. He's always the first guy on the ice and the last one off of that. Where did he get that? Is that something that he always had as a kid? Uh, yeah, well, I think it started when... Um, I was training when they were uh, very young. I was training high performance athletes up in my shed. Um, they would come from Europe and, uh, and cause of the specialized kind of training that I did body, mind and spirit kind of thing. Um, and my kids saw these athletes working hard, puking in a bucket, getting back up, doing another set. And um, they just thought that was normal. <laughs> like that's what training is <laughs> and you know you work yourself to the point of uh you just can't do anymore and you got nothing left in the tank and then you see these athletes collapse on the ground in exhaustion with a smile on their face and uh i think uh, you know the boys the girls they picked it up from that yeah you know just seeing it and you, you know whatever environment you kind of provide for kids, uh, they, that's natural. You know, it just becomes what they do. Brian, give us a visual of the shed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it, you know, it's kind of like an old, uh, it was an old barn. Um, it had the aluminum siding on the whole of the out, the outside. And we just lived outside of a very small town uh, in southwestern Ontario called Brucefield. And... Um, 
the shed was just, you know, it had a, you know, you walk in the, the door and there'd be just, you know, things set up everywhere to do a circuit. And then we had an upstairs where there was a balance beams and porta pit mats and hockey nets and uh, places to shoot pucks. And all the windows are all <laughs> boarded up because they've all been smashed out by pucks. So <laughs> it sounds legendary. I just, re- I just stopped replacing them, you know. That's probably a good move, Brian, but it sounds like a legendary yeah. spot. I really just had the good vision in my mind. So as you, as uh, Randy mentioned, you are a high-performance coach. You talked about connecting the mind, body, and spirit with the work that you do. How did you get into that? Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, I was raised in a very uh, tumultuous uh, family, a lot of alcohol and drugs, and um, I was the youngest, and I just couldn't go that route. And I made a commitment <laughs> to myself that I was going to do something that was going to, I think, do or go against the harm that the people in my family had done. And that they, I just remember from a young kid saying, like, I'm never going to beat my wife. I'm never, I'm never going to do drugs, alcohol, or get in trouble with police. Uh, I just said, screw it. I'm me. I'm not that. I can be my own person. I can make my own choices and my choices will determine what I do. And I'm going to do some good in this world. And, and I remember feeling that from, you know, uh, about 11 or 12 years old. And once I had that kind of sorted out, I would say everything else just unfolded. And I went to school, like I w- I'm also dyslexic. I only could read and write still to this day about grade three, grade four. And it was a teacher um, way back in high school um, who said to me, you're going to university. I know you can't read. I know you can't write. But there are programs for, you know, uh, people like you. You can apply as a mature student. So I felt that push. So I ended up going into social work uh, and I was also, you know, a very good athlete. My, my whole life in school was two things, girls, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would do anything, anything to be connected to a girl that I, you know, liked. Uh, and, and, I, and, and I was testing myself out there cause I didn't want to do what I saw. So I was very, very kind to women, um, and had formed great relationships, which the women kind of in my life, I think, stabilized me, which allowed me to really focus on academics. Um, I was put in a very special program in university, got to do all my essays on tape. All my books were put on tape for me. I graduated in social work. I started coaching uh, at university because they didn't have a coach for volleyball. And I didn't know a lot about volleyball, knew some. But I then went to courses. I just started coaching. And this whole process, uh, I was coaching in, uh, in high school as well because we didn't have a coach. I coached two sports in high school because uh, we didn't have a teacher. And just through creating relationships, it just expanded into this whole field. And then other people wanted to train with me. And then my kind of name got out. And 
you know, we always, this guy's doing really different things and he really works hard and, and it just blossomed out of that. And then I, I just said, look, it's, it's all about your mental resilience. And to this day, I struggle with my own mental resilience um, because I think of the background, but it's good to struggle. Like there's nothing wrong with, you know, having to look in the mirror every day and see that, you know what, I'm either going to do something that's going to pull me towards people or do something that's going to push me away. And I, so far in my life, I hope I keep choosing to pull people to, you know, towards me or move towards them. And, and that's kind of how it all just blossomed. I, I, it's a, a very strange thing. Ryan, I still don't understand it. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly's dad, Brian O'Reilly, with us on 101 ESPN. And, and Brian, I, I like that term, mental resilience. And that's one, when we watch your son play or when we go out to practice and we watch him work before and after practice, that's a, one thing that Ryan has a lot of is mental resilience, isn't it? Yes, I would say he has a lot of that. From a very, a very young age, he's seen, I think, um, when I was working with these athletes, I would never evaluate the athlete. I would always get them to evaluate their own performance and use their own evaluation of themselves as the guidepost. And I think, you know, Snook, that's what he's about. That's what Cal's about. When things are going down, they, they self-evaluate and they look, okay, what do I need to do to get better? Forget about, the fact that I suck at this and suck at that, I got to do something about unsucking. <laughs> and, you know, you map a plan out inside yourself and you do it. And that's the only way. Like, I, I always laugh at all these sports people, these sports psychologists, they talk, you know, endlessly about confidence. And, you know, you read these, some of these books, People have told me about that, you know, great athletes have, and they talk about confidence. I think that's all a bunch of BS. But you know what? When you do the hard work, when you bust your butt, nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. You will have all the confidence in the world because you know you've done the work. And to me, it's that simple. Did you refer to Ryan as Snook? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we, we raised quite a few foster kids, and there was always a couple Ryans because we were a long-term uh, placement with uh, taking in foster kids. So my mom uh, used to uh, always call him, uh, his, her pet name for him was Snook because he was always into everything and always causing kind of you know chaos and trouble uh, wherever he went in terms of his energy because he just could not sit still. And uh, he's like his old man. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so she named him Snook. And then that name just stuck. And, like, even his teachers at, at, at primary school called him Snook. In high school, they all called him Snook. We, like, it's so funny when I hear the word Ryan O'Reilly. I always go, 
Who are they talking about? <laughs> okay, this is good knowledge for us. This is very important, Snook, Brian. Thank I you love very it, much. Brian. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, listening to you talk about the importance of hard work and the way you outlined that, I was getting motivated just listening to you. You were firing me up just talking about how important hard work is. And you obviously have a great relationship at, uh, with your son as a father, but also as a performance coach, you're such a great resource for him as well. So tell us what it's like for you to work with your son from that aspect. Is there um, a motivational saying or something that you give to him pregame? How do you blend those two things together? Well, I think it's, it, I think it is a blend. Um, I'm his dad and I love him regardless of what he does. Um, I, I don't identify with his success. Like to me, that's another thing that you have to keep in mind as a coach that you coach the human being, you don't coach the athlete. And you know, I do a lot of, you know, speaking, work with a lot of, I'm actually going to be doing something in St. Louis. Joe Vitale is going to set it up. Um, I'm going to come and speak in St. Louis, but it's just about that. It's how do you coach an athlete, put the relationship first, create an environment for self-evaluation, and then really, like, really focus on their ability to self-evaluate and maintain the relationship so that at the end of it all, you don't have a champion and then a broken life. You know, you got to, you know, the sport is a vehicle for your inner transformation to wholeness as a person. And I think athletes that are now getting into that are these athletes who go above and beyond the call of duty. And the best example I can give you is for myself as a dad is, yeah, my son won, you know, the Stanley Cup. That's freaking awesome. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so proud of that. But I'm most proud of when he was in Boston and he was in a music store and saw some kid playing a guitar and he could tell something about the kid was in awe about the guitar. And he walks up to the kid and says, hey, how do you like that guitar? What do you think about it? And the kid said something. And right away, my son knew there's an opportunity for this human being. And he bought him the guitar. No strings attached, nothing, just bought him it. That was my Stanley Cup moment. Hmm. That in the heart of pressure, you're a human being. That, to me, is what total being a total athlete is all about. And, uh, and I, you know, and, and that's just me and could call me wacky, crazy, but I, I really believe a- athletes can stop wars. I really believe athletes are the bridge to it being one world, one planet. And if we all listen to the lessons in sport and get to the deeper side of sport, sport would be a vehicle that would transform the world. That's a great story, Brian. I love that. Um, and you've raised, raised such a great son that's made an impact on so many people and obviously has a great heart. Um, Brian, tell me how Ryan is as a dad. You know, we hear the stories. He had to leave his newborn son when he had to go to the bubble during the pandemic. We, of course, know about the birth of his baby girl during the playoffs this year. We hear a lot about Ryan as a dad uh, kind of from the outside. But tell us what it's like on the inside. Well, as a dad, I think, you know, uh, more importantly, I think you start off with he loves his wife. And I think the best thing you can give your children is adoring your wife and holding her up and putting her on the pedestal because 
She is the cornerstone of your life. And I think he does a great job at that. Um, I think his uniqueness as a dad is he really tries to make things fun with his kids. And, you know, Dana's a very good athlete. He's a very good athlete. And you can see this talent in these kids already by their ability to crack a golf ball or, or, you know, just out there, I come on, when I go down to their place, I love doing a lot of little tests that they don't know I'm testing, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm seeing where they're at and they're already bl- blowing me away. Well, what he's doing as a dad is he's making it fun and doing all the fun things and letting uh, I, there was an incident with his son who he was on the sports pad with and, and we were, um, I don't know, they were, you know, swinging a hockey stick and, you know, passing it around. And, and then the kid drops the stick and picks up a baseball uh, bat. And now he's throwing balls at him. Then he's throwing that bat down, picking up the pickleball. And now they're hitting pickleball. Like, no judgment, no role with the child. Let the child determine what they want to do when they want to do it. And I see him doing that as a dad. And that's something here I think that my beautiful wife, Bonnie, and I have always tried to create for environments, an environment free of all judgment and criticism and let the kids flower naturally. Let their talents come out, whatever it is, singing, dance, sport. Like you just just grow those. And, And he's amazing at it. And Dana's amazing at it. Like, you know, they're very good parents because they work with where the kid's at, not where they want the kid to be at. Brian O'Reilly, we're getting such a great response to uh, this interview. People really enjoy hearing from you. We enjoy talking to you. Thanks so much for the the information, the the words, and for sharing your son with St. Louis. And have a great Father's Day. Yeah, thanks. If anyone wants little messages I give, I'm on Twitter. It's CoachBry1. Uh, at Twitter, the number one. And my website is Human Potential Plus. Uh, and yeah, if that people want, I have articles on there that they can read if they're interested. And it's free. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people listening will, will want to go check it out. Coach Bry one. Thank you, sir. And have a great day. Thank you. See you. Take care. Brian O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly's dad on Dad's Week here on Character and Smallman. I just gave him a follow. Great information. Gosh, what a motivating guy. Yeah, and the, you, the texts, and thank you very much for the texts. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pumped for the day. Uh, another one from the 314. I love my father to death, and he was a great man, but Mr. O'Reilly is an inspiration and makes me feel inspired to make my life better. Uh, getting chills listening to Ryan's dad talk. Wow. So uh, we appreciate your response. Listening to him talk about hard work and about work ethic. Can't you just in your mind picture Ryan O'Reilly oh, totally. putting in the late hours that when we go to Centene, sometimes he's there training no matter what time it, uh, of day it is, what time of year it is. He's always putting in the work to make himself better. And after speaking with his dad, you can see where he gets it. Absolutely. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.